National Association for the Visual Arts is the peak body protecting and promoting the professional interests of the Australian visual arts. Nava in Conversation is a series exploring the issues and challenges of working in the sector. We speak with artists, curators and administrators to gain insight into the experiences of contemporary practice and seek to propose ideas for change, progress and resilience in both local and global contexts. We are broadcasting on Gadigal land. I pay my respects to all Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge all First Nations peoples listening to this podcast. My name is Penelope Benton. I am here with Wiradjuri artist Carla Dickens. Hello, Carla. Hello, Penelope. I've um, always been making art and my practice has gone across and is going across um, and broadening into different mediums. And so I work, at times I work with a lot of found objects. Um, Different times I work with paint. Um, I was a trained painter at National Art School. Um, I've done a few short film pieces. And basically it's kind of, um, whatever story I'm interested in telling and I'm focused on, kind of the um, the materials, you know, it's not, you know, I don't go, oh, I feel like doing this at the moment. It's kind of like that'd be the best medium to, you know, get the, um, tell the story and actually get the feeling of the story. So I kind of really kind of enjoy materials and and you work a lot with found objects discarded materials and I guess they would influence a bit of the story you're wanting to tell as do you find that um well hopefully they what's do what's appropriate in that moment when you find yeah. a thing yeah an idea being around for a while maybe and you just find that that's the thing yeah sometimes and it's like you know I'd just been reminded being involved in this show at Art Space at the moment, and there's artists that use the Australian flag. And, mm. you know, um, uh, January 26 has always disturbed me. And it was, you know, like long time. So it's, it was in my mind. I wanted to have a voice about that. And I found a Australian flag at the Lismore Tip and sewed on that. And um, I've done a number of works on flags now, but it was like that idea had been kind of sitting heavy with me. Mm. And then I found the flag, so it was just perfect. Yeah, great. And then often, you know, um, I'll collect things and then, you know, they'll be, I'll be able to use them later. I'm a bit of a hoarder. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> so since you mentioned the show at Artspace, let's, let's talk about your work in the show. So the first exhibition for 2019 Artspace Sydney just opened this week and it is called Just Not Australian. It's a great show. I did hear a rumour that it might travel around the country, which would be amazing. So other people get the opportunity to see it. Can you describe your work in this show? Yeah. So um, 
I've got three different bodies of work. And you have a very big wall. It's really impressive. It's very sexy. It's good. Very sexy. Um, and it's um, an installation of two previous bodies of work and a new body of work that I made when I heard about this show. So there's three large black painted crosses on the wall. And the first cross has four new uh, works on board where I um, collected uh, flags and um, memorabilia from the Queen's tour in 1954 because she came to Lismore. Um, so that's called Bottom Feeders. So mm. that was kind of, um, I enjoyed that. Mm. I really enjoyed doing that work and it was kind of fun and um, a bit cheeky and... It's totally fun and cheeky to look <laughs> at too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that work kind of, there's a, if the show does tour, um, I have a short film um, that will go on that tour, not the work that's downstairs, which is called The Queen's Road. So I made that um, film for... Um, Wynyard Station. I was going to ask you about yeah. that. So th that's the short film in um, Wynyard Station for Windscreen. Mm. So when I was making that work, um, focusing on the Queen coming, I did collect certain things. You yeah. know, like if I'm focused on something and I see, you know. So I got these incredible little flags from um, the 1950 tour. So that's in that work. The middle cross is very heavy and, and hard and there are three uh, large horse collars, harnesses, and it's a series called Workhorses and I did the first one years ago for an um, exhibition at Blacktown, for the Blacktown Native Institute. So it's part of my story that my great-grandmother was a domestic and... Um, abused and she ended up dying in Callum Park mm. um, and it's a story of a lot of other women, mm. Indigenous women in this country. So the works, the workhorses look like large vaginas and they represent large vaginas and they are filled with gnarly objects. Mm. So it's quite heavy and was hard work to make. So that's the middle cross. And then the last cross is a bit more uplifting there. Um, another series I did, there was 20 pieces of, called Warrior Women and their um, aluminium knickers. Yes. And with different things attached to them. They are. And I saw that you, um, that's part of some work that you showed at Melbourne Art Fair last year, yeah? Yeah, it's quite a confronting work to read about also. Yeah, the cross, a re reoccurring motif in your work and acts as a graphic framework for viewing your paintings and sculptural objects. Symbol of Christianity arouses catastrophic, catastrophic moments from the stolen generation and the masses of house-caste Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children wrenched from their families and taken to missions to be raised and assimilated into society. Commemorating this dark period in Australian history through what could be an act of crucifixion or spiritual renewal, Dickens has built a monument to this intergenerational trauma that lives on in Australian cultural memory. 
Well, I know, and the reason I come to Sydney, I, you know, it's hard to travel a lot. I'm a single mum, and mm. um, I have a very needy dog. <laughs> and um, I, you know, next week is the 26th of January, mm. and, you know, I just was really looking forward to coming down here for this show to, you know, have a voice, yeah, um, to be included with you know, incredible artists that have strong voices mm. and there's a narrative about what the 20, you know, just what Australia is outside of um, what pisses me off. So it's just, yeah, it was really, it's great to be down here and, and I know that, you know, that work for me, it just helps me, um, you know, walk on this country as an Aboriginal woman and not feel um, as powerless as I could mm. makes me feel like I have a voice, mm. you know. Yep. Yep. It's good. It's great. Yeah. You received the inaugural $80,000 Visual Arts Fellowship from the Copyright Agency late last year. A huge congratulations. Thank you. For that. Major. How did that feel? Oh, um, I wrote a few grants last year and I haven't done that for a number of years. And, um, you know, you do it and I kind of... Um, Oh, you feel like I like oh, I just want to make art. Why am I doing this? And and then you start writing, and it's like this is a really good process to kind mm. of, you know, solidate, you know, what flies around in my head and kind of pull it into some orderly kind of idea. So it helps me, you know, articulate it. And you kind of put those those applications in and. Um, when I got the phone call, I was in a really shitty mood that day. I don't know why. Um, not that it's uncommon. And um, I had to ask the woman to repeat herself. And, uh, yeah, it's just a huge um, affirmation that, you know, I work on my own and, you know, I've been getting um, more and more rec recognition and, you know, people, you know, saying, yeah, it's good work. And so I go, okay, you know, like... You know, I'm not just kind of up here in the hills kind of um, tinkering around. Um, and, yeah, it's just an incredible, solid affirmation um, that as artists we all need every now and then. It's just like, you know. Yep, yep. It's more than a pat on the back. Like, we get so many pats on the back, but it's mm. like sometimes you just need something need solid. payment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Great. So you, and with this money, um, that will contribute to a project you're working on exploring Aboriginal peoples in the circus? Yes. Yeah? Tell yeah. me about that. So the project is a dictarian uh, circus. And um, so I'll be looking at the boxing tents mm -hmm. that went around the country. Um, and I know a few boxers from those times, they're still alive. Um, my daughter's grandfather won and you, 
you know, be talking and then you mention boxing and the kind of statue just rises wow. and they kind of like put a shoulder in and, yeah. you know, um, it's just such a great sense of pride mm. and um, honour. Like they just have a real power with it and and I know that, you know, I just, I'd love to interview those, some of those people while they're still around. And, yeah. um, and then I started, there's a... Um, an Aboriginal, um, he never identified it as Aboriginal. He used to wear a Spanish kind of outfit called the Wizard of the Wire. And he was one of the most well-paid um, circus performers of his day and went to the States. Um, Hitler loved him. Wow. Um, so he was, uh, it was an Irish Aboriginal family. Um, there were eight the mother and father and the siblings. So all his sisters performed. So they were a circus family. Mm. And uh, Cornelius uh, Sullivan. So I'll be looking at him. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the exhibition will travel. So it'll start in Lismore. Great. Um, when? It's coming. It's coming. Uh, Lismore Regional. Um, that's why I wanted to kind of look at Cornelius and his family. Um, it'll go to Dubbo. Um, so I'll be able to look at um, different performers from that area and then it'll be going to Melbourne. And it's a lot lighter. Like, I've been doing some heavy work the past yeah. few years and it's like, you know, just wanted to run away and join the circus. Yeah, so I get to. <laughs> Let's talk about the, um, your work, I guess, is in a bigger, in a deeper context. There's a couple of things. There's a, there's a deeply moving balance of trauma revelation and dark humor and irony in your work and your own humor is light and open drawing people into your thinking can you can you talk about the balance of trauma and i guess irony and people talk about irony as being probably our strongest trait as australians or whatever that is um yeah (laughs) yeah i um uh, years ago, I um, lived in a place out of Sydney in the Hunter Valley, and there was this incredible neighbour that I had, who was a lecturer at Sydney Uni on spirituality, and and I'd just left National Art School, and I did this painting, and went and was like, oh, I've made this for you, and um, she's just like, oh, yuck, I don't want it. I'm not going to hang that on my wall. Oh. And I was like, ooh. She's like, look how dark it is, Carla, you know. And the, you know, it just, you know, the light bulb went on and it's like, yes, it's lots of dark things and I'm very dark personally, but um, kind of realised to tell those stories, mm. you know. Mm. I have to, you know, sprinkle a little bit of fucking glitter on it first and kind yeah. of get people engaged and then if they... If they are engaged, mm. Mm. you know, then they can look into it and find out what the work's about. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's kind of just like shock jock yeah. kind of stuff yeah. where... And um, so, yeah, I just... That, you know, I can always thank Pat for that, not taking that painting. And and um, it's really good for me too in... I can be really blunt and, and abrasive and... It's with my art, I get time enough to kind of consider 
and it does open up the door to more people mm. and that's what I want you know I want to be able to you know for my work or a voice or whatever to be you know for people to have a look yeah so great yeah You, uh, in your exhibition last year, Lucky Bastards and Fast Food, you used the phrase lucky country as the base point from which you produce the work. Can you tell us about this term? We were just chatting before about, I guess, the translation of what, what was intended by that phrase, lucky country. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, I've heard that phrase like, you know, a lot of us have and I didn't actually know where that phrase originated and um, I found out, I just put it into Google and it came up that Donald Horn uh, wrote a book and it got called The Lucky Country. So um, he was taking the piss out of Australia, he was taking the piss out of a country that um, you know, uses all its natural, natural, nat natural resources, um, you know, fucks their indigenous people over. So he was, you know, he was giving it a red hot go and, and nobody actually heard mm. what he was saying. What they heard was lucky country. And they got that, and they're still running with that. Mm. And I just love Typical. the backstory to yeah. that. Yeah, you know yeah. that he was taking the piss, mm. and he was being very honest, and nobody actually wanted to acknowledge that history. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good to bring it to the fore. Yes. Um, so we just mentioned your work briefly at. Um, Wynyard Station, your video work, The Queen's Road, is currently showing on windscreen um, throughout January, I understand, um, which is a public art project at Wynyard Station. Do you want to talk about that work a little bit? Sure. Yeah? Sure. Um, that work um, came about because an elder had given me incredible vintage dresses from mm. the 50s are really sexy and I got asked to do this project and so it's interesting how when we're talking about materials so I had these dresses wanted to use them and I thought okay how can I swing a story a short film around these frocks and there's a big story in Lismore about the Queen visiting mm -hmm. uh, Lismore and staying at the Gollum Hotel and first she was supposed to stay with the mayor, then the mayor's wife had a meltdown because the queen was coming yeah. and hung Enough. herself. <gasps> yes, what? so that's when the queen went to... So there's a bit of a story Whoa. in Lismore. That's why that. she ended up at the Gollum and then there was a flood. Anyway, there's... And then I'd been out to Wellington and Dubbo and... That, and I'm sure it was the same here, but in country towns, the Queen coming was such a huge, yeah, you know, yeah, amazing. Like, you know, all those women's were in there. You know, they best would have frocks. been, yeah, yeah, their best frocks, cooking, getting their best recipes out, and, you know, 
cutting every hair on Tommy's head and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, so I found this incredible girl. It just kind of all kept happening. Um, a local girl, Sydney Payden, never worked before, fitted into these frocks like a glove. Mm. And she was, um, she's the starlet in it who runs from the Queen the whole time. Great. Yes. <laughs> Good. Um, speaking of women... Uh, you're you're currently showing in several places in Sydney at the moment. Uh, the ideal home is at Penrith Regional Art Gallery until the 24th of March, uh, and in that you have a series of six applique straitjackets that refer to the way in which some women feel bound by domesticity, family, financial dependence, and violent relationships. Can you tell us about that work? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, domestic violence is a big part of this country's, mm. and you know, recently it's had a bit of a voice, which is great. And um, I have members in my family who have um, experienced domestic violence, and I guess that work is about. It is not completely black and white. Yeah. And there are different, you know, and I hear, I've heard other women say, well, you know, you should just get out of that. Mm. You know, why are you still there? You know, and there's, you know, one of the straight jackets has uh, greyhound dog muzzles on it and that sit as breasts. So, you know, children will keep people in a relationship. Yeah. What else is there? There's one... Um, and she's got King Kong around the top the collar um, of the jacket and it's like addiction. So different, mm. you know, mm. partners will keep women addicted, um, women will be addicted so can't leave situations. So it's about different facets of why women so don't. Yeah. yeah, financial. There's one with an old Commonwealth money bag on the front with yeah. a moth coming out of it. <laughs> You know, yep. so yep. it's not so black and white. No, no yeah. it isn't. It's a big story. Yeah. Who and whose work do you find that you constantly return to as artist peers and that you're, who, whose work are you drawn to? What inspires you? I am drawn to um, so many different artist works at different times um, and and also kind of nobody's because I'm not in an art world environment where I live mm-hmm. um, and I guess um, you know social media has changed that um, but I guess I'm drawn to clear voices yeah um and recently i just found and i'm trying to think of his name but my i'm a bit slow a american artist in uh afro-american artist that was around in the 60s who loved found objects and um get excited when I find work that just really 
resonates, you know. Yeah. I don't know, it's so varied. Yeah. It's so varied. Um, you know, Tracy Moffat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Recently I saw a show of hers with the films. Like we were just downstairs mm. watching Soda Jerk's film, which is a bomb. So great. Such a knockout. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm so fortunate. We kind of live in a country town. I went down to Lismore and there was, you know, all her films there. And I was just Amazing. in there going. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Great. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. What's coming up for you? What's coming up? I'm about to go out uh, Western New South Wales to make a short film with Bruce Pascal. Amazing. I know. Good on you. I know. So I just kind of, I'm not good with, I'm better with hands-on. I don't like ideas floating around in my head. Mm -hmm. So I'm very keen to get out there and mm. get something happening. Great. And that will be, it's a project called artist, a farmer and a scientist, and it will be um, a part of Candos Cementa great. later Amazing. in the year. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great. We're in the new year. Yeah. Um, and Parliament will be having their first sitting week, actually a later, a week later than usual, but it is in from mid-February, um, and we're moving towards a federal election. So... Nava is calling for artists to join us in building a critical mass of advocacy for the arts, um, setting a confident national agenda that's led by artists. What do you think should be on the national agenda for this year and what's most pressing right now and how can we inform our government about artists' passions, concerns and bold expectations? You know, I just left the country for a month and I kind of need to do that every so often. I went to Asia because I just... Um, you know, go through so many... of being angry, shaking my head, um, wanting to step up and, you know, have a big voice, wanting to stick my head in the sand. And, um, you know, it's... You look at um, Indigenous history in this country and sometimes you hear things that happen, nothing changes. Mm. And for artists, we just have to keep um, questioning and being really honest yeah. about what's going on. Um, and, you know... In Jogjakarta, where I just was, there's a lot of public art. There is no, there's, they don't even know what funding is. And they have a voice and they support one another. Mm. And they're out there and, you know, maybe it happens and I just don't see it, but that's what I'd love to see more. And, you know, I take my hat off to, you know, Nava and people that stand with artists and, and artists that stand up and have a voice. And I think we've all got the responsibility of an artist to go, you know, we get offered gigs or whatever. It's like, okay, is this a fair do? deal? Yeah. Should I say yes to this? And it's not just that I might miss out on a gig because I say no. Mm. It's like by making responsible choices, then we support others behind us. So true. And I don't want to get too honest about 
my experiences. Um, but yeah, I think we really need to keep supporting one another and, you know, get off of gigs and people, you know, pull out and it's like, you know, as artists, it's like, well, what do you think about, the, you know, are these yeah. people good to work with? Is there anything that I need to be aware yeah. of? So it's a huge question, but I'll, I'll go home. I'll probably think about that for two weeks now. <laughs> Aren't you thinking of it always? Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes I just need to think about what's on the table for dinner. Yeah. 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 Which is also a big issue. It is, which um, ties into that same question. Sure does. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Such Penelope. a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Head to our website visualarts.net.au for more information on NAVA's advocacy and campaigns for improving the working environment for Australian artists and arts organisations.